0: So it's another lovely time on the Value Nigeria podcast. I'm excited to bring this new week's new episode of the podcast to everyone listening. Um, I hope it's been a profitable week so far. Um just in our usual tradition, I we have another guest on the podcast today and My guest today is a seasoned tax professional. Um, He's had his first degree, that's his Bachelor of Science from the University of Benin, uh, where he studied accountancy, and he's gone on to have a postgraduate um, degree, even from the University of Southern Carolina in USA. Um, My guest today is a fellow of the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, that's the ACCA, and he presently works as an associate director with PricewaterhouseCoopers, He's had a vast experience and he's had a a career in taxation that has spanned many, many years, uh, which has taken him even beyond the shores of Nigeria. Um, My guest today is none other than Mr. Emeka Chime. Um, Do you just want to introduce yourself to the listeners of the podcast today, sir?
1: Thank you so much for that introduction. Yes, like um, Ajibola had mentioned, my name is Emeka Chime. I am an associate director with PricewaterhouseCoopers, or PwC. Um, I have um, a number of years' experience in providing tax services um, to individuals, to companies, um, whether local or multinational. Um, the kind of tax work that I do goes beyond tax compliance. Um, in other words, like assisting companies and individuals to make sure that they are they are. Com- with their tax laws in the relevant jurisdictions, but also to tax structuring, tax advisory, tax consulting, um, helping investors, helping companies make informed decisions based on the tax landscape of their relevant country. Um, I'm so happy to be here. It's been a long time coming. Um, we've planned this for quite a while, and eventually it has come um, today. So thank you so much once again.
0: Absolutely brilliant. We are the ones that are grateful for um, you creating time out of your busy schedule even to join us on the podcast today. Um, I'm hoping that the bulk of our conversation today would uh, speak about the retail investors as they relate to tax matters. And I'm hoping we get to learn because tax is not something that a lot of people consciously think about. Um and I'm hoping we can change that by this discussion today. Um first, before we jump into the deep end, why did you settle on a career in taxation? Um I, I know initially you you qualified as an accountant. Why did you choose that subspecialty of taxation as your key area?
1: Thank you so much. Um, so, So I studied accounting in the university, right? And I found out that while doing um, accounting, I fell in love with the tax course. It was something that um, intrigued me because I always thought tax was basic. It's just tax, right? You apply a certain percentage on something. But then we had a lecturer that made it fun and that piqued my interest. At that time, I didn't know I was going to venture into tax. I just liked it as as a course or a subject, right? Um, But coming out of school, um, I worked in a bank for a while. And then after a while, I I thought about, you know, whether I wanted to continue my career in banking. And it didn't seem um, that way. Um, So I left banking. Um, But I guess most of the reasons that made me leave banking was because it was in the north and I wanted to relocate back to, you know, where my family was in Lagos at the time. Uh, And so I left there and came back to Lagos. Um, My family, you know, they were all surprised that I left, you know, a well-paying job at the time to, um, you know, job hunt. Um, But I knew what I wanted and it wasn't banking at that time anyway. Um, So after relocating to Lagos, um, you know, and trying to get my my my, trying to get qualified um, with the ACCA exam, I did the tax exam again, and I remembered that I really loved this, and I told myself if I get into professional accounting, I would want to specialize in tax, and that's how it happened. Um, After a while. I got invited for tests and interviews at PwC, And when we were asked to select, you know, which department we wanted to specialize in, I chose tax. And since then it's just been a smooth journey. So I'll say in summary, it's because of um, what I thought about the um, field when I was learning it, which is that it was the future, um, companies that want to generate revenues to run the economy, especially developing countries. Um, would we'll one day focus on tax. So I kind of saw that. And incidentally, that's where we are as a country in Nigeria now. So it kind of justifies the decision that I made a couple of years back.
0: Thank you for sharing that very personal, your personal story. Um, I'll I just like to emphasize something that struck me even as you spoke. And that's the place of us taking the time to know ourselves, to to take note of the little things that catch our interest, that catch our fancy, and you know, yeah. developing along that light, uh, just as we have done. Um, brilliant. Thank you very much for that, sir. Thank um, you. I- I'm just going to go into the deep end now. For the retail investor listening to this, or for the average Nigerian, to whom tax is not a conscious subject, what exactly is tax, and why do we pay tax? Who do, who do we pay tax to, and what is this tax used for?
1: Well, so just by basic definition, tax is a compulsory charge or levy, um, levied by the government on people, individuals, and entities, whether corporate or unincorporated, and I'll get to that later, um, to fund government revenue. Um, So one of the basic attributes of tax is that it is compulsory, meaning that you can't opt out. um, And also is that it doesn't have have any quid pro quo benefits. By quid quo pro benefits, I mean like direct um, benefit. So tax should benefit an entire group of people. But one person should not say, Oh, because I paid 1 million, my benefit must be 1 million in return, right? So that's, that's So because the government can decide you know, how to allocate government revenue based on different parameters. So in summary, it is a compulsory levy on, um, on a group of people um, or entities um, for the purpose of funding government revenue. Now, why is tax important? Um, tax is important because, um, it, well, for different reasons. Um, so tax can be used, mainly is used to fund government revenue. Tax can also be used for a wider range of fiscal policy initiatives, such as discouraging consumption on certain items. So uh, um, if government wants to sort of maybe discourage certain imports, what do they do? They increase the tariffs, which are a form of tax, right? Increase the cost of duties on that, makes people disincentivized to so import and rather look for how to source it locally. Uh, and it can also be used to encourage, you know, certain activities, you know, when you reduce tax on. Certain activities makes encourages that sector, um, makes them cheaper and then boosts activities in that sector. So apart from raising revenue, tax is also used to influence economic behavior um, as a fiscal policy tool um, on certain areas. All
0: right. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. For the average Nigerian listening to this, how or what are the means by which we pay tax, both consciously and unconsciously? I know you've talked about um, excise duties on certain things like alcohol tax, the sugar tax, and which are examples right. of that. Um, can you just expand shit further on this? Sir?
1: Well, um, to the average Nigerian, um, there are different ways that you pay tax. The principal way is tax on your income, right? Which is that when you earn income from your activities, which can be trading, which can be employment, Um, But other things that generate periodic income to you, um, you pay income tax. If you're an individual, obviously that's called personal income tax. If if you're a company that carries out activities, that's company's income tax. But that's the main tax, is tax on your operating activities, your income, right? There are other taxes um, which you pay based on transactions. So if you're buying something, um, there's a kind of tax, it's called value-added tax, um, which the person selling to you is required to charge you um, and then you pay it, right? And there are also taxes on sale of capital items. So if you have a car and you sell it, or if you have a plot of land and you sell it, or if you have shares and you sell it. So these are like capital items. Where if you make a gain, the government was collect a tax from that, and that's called capital gains tax. You know, there are taxes um, that come also by way of levies. You know, so um, if you have um, you know a property in Nigeria um, annually, the Lagos state government, sorry, the state governments. Well, depends on whether you're in Lagos or sorry, in any other state. Um, the state government is going to assess you to something they call land use charges, right, Um, which is on the property. Um, There are also levies that you pay informally if you have a business, um, development levy, a 100 Naira per individual, um, and the rest. So I'll just categorize taxes broadly into three main categories. The direct tax, which are taxes on your income or your gains, so if you're an individual, like I said, it's a personal income tax. If you're a company, it be CIT. There are the indirect tax, which you know people will charge you when you buy something or when you engage in transactions. So that would be like VAT. Um, that will also be customs um, and excise and all of, all those things. So the reason they are called indirect taxes is because it is included in a transaction that you are engaging in. It's not something that you calculate yourself um, and it is harder to avoid except you don't buy the thing that is in question you would that's really way to avoid the tax um, but income tax you can say I've calculated my income I don't want to pay tax so it's easier to avoid income tax than to avoid indirect taxes because indirect taxes are imposed on certain things that you buy um, the method for collecting taxes differs. For most individuals, um, they are supposed to calculate taxes themselves on their own income. But in Nigeria and in many other countries, if you're an employee, the employer has been taxed with that responsibility for collecting in advance the taxes from you on a monthly basis by way of something called payee, which is, you know, they are deducting your your personal income tax while they're paying you. Um, at the end of the year, you're supposed to recalculate everything, look at the payee that your employer has deducted and see whether you have any other income from any other activity that you did, bring everything together, minus the payee that you, you know, your employer has deducted and determine whether you have a refund or some more tax to pay. For the, of course, I'll tell you in Nigeria, many employees don't do that. As long as their employers have deducted, that's fine. Many of them don't do that aggregation at the end of the year to calculate their taxes. And in fairness, too, the government rarely gives any refunds. So for employees, as soon as their employer has deducted their personal tax, they just move on. Um, so I'll pause here. Um, just so, you know, we can continue the conversation by your questions.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Sir. Um, I'm still going to touch on the subject of the tax assessments that everybody ought to do, as you have rightly said, annually. Right. But the next right. question I'm just going to ask, I'll probably ask this in the form of a story or I'll, uh, I'll give an example. So we have this okay. gentleman who works for a company. He's paid the salary and he has paid his payee, um, the pay as you earn tax, to the government. Now, he's able to save some of his pay and then invest it in a company. Um, The company takes that money as a form of equity in their business, do business with it and make a profit. Now, the company pays tax from the profits they make and should they decide to give out a dividend to their investors... Then they have to pay out this um, some of that profit as dividends. Now, before it gets to the hand of the investors, there's another tax again that is taxed um, and that, that the government enacts and takes from the dividends that are to be collected. So, you've had an individual that has paid tax on his individual on his income, the company has paid tax on the profits, he's also paying tax again on the dividend that he's to earn. Isn't this some form of multi, uh, isn't this multiple taxation or it should? This be classed as normal.
1: Very good question. Thank you for that. So, well, yeah, I would say to a large extent you're right, um, but I'll say that technically there can be a distinction. So, technically, the definition of multiple tax or double tax, right, is when different kinds of tax are imposed on the same base, as on the same income. In your case, what the government is trying to do is to separate the individual's activities. Remember, you said the individual, you know, maybe he's an employee, right? And he was providing employment, employee services to his employer. He earned income and that income was taxed. So that tax is on employ, employment income. Now, the individual takes some money and invests in a company, the company does its own activities, maybe trade or imports and exports and all of that. Um, What the government is saying is that the employment income or the employment activity is separate from the trading activity that this company has done. And then they tax the company um, on the profit from that activity. Um, The company then distributing dividends is required to deduct tax again um, from the income um, that would have gotten back to the individual. So that's where I see your point, right? So because you can say the company has been taxed at the level of the company, the same profits that the company makes coming back to me, um, it is now being taxed again. Um, So the, the reason the government is doing that is because they are trying to separate the company from the individual. So they'll say the company has paid tax on its own profits by way of companies income tax, that the dividend earned by the shareholders um, is a different activity. It is income from investing, and then they want to tax it. So it's 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 it's, it's a problem, um, which I'll agree with you. And to go around that, many individuals try to look for what i call tax transparent structures so when you have a company a company is considered a separate legal entity and it is taxed on its own profits even if you're an investor in the company when the company is paying money to you it will still be required to deduct tax on the money that's coming to you as tax on your own profit because the company is a separate level of activity it's not transparent however if you were a partnership, for example, or in the U.S. they have companies that they call S-Corps. Or even in Nigeria, we have new laws that have introduced new types of entities, um, LinkedIn Liability Partnerships, LLPs, and the rest. You are not treated separately from the business. So once the business makes um, profits, those profits will not be taxed at the level of the business. They'll be distributed to the partners and then the partners pay tax once. Um, But for a company, unfortunately, the company will pay tax on its own profits and still distribute dividends, which would then attract tax that way of withholding tax or otherwise. Um, So yes, it's a form of, I agree with you, multiple taxation, especially because the entities are considered to be different, the company and the individual. Um, yeah, so hopefully we get to a point in Nigeria where partnerships and other tax transparency structures are more recognized because many business structures are not like that in Nigeria. Because if you're if you're not a company, the banks won't recognize you for loans, right? There are a lot of things that you can't. You know, you can't do because you're not, they'll say you're not serious. They'll say you didn't set up a separate legal entity to be registered and all of that. Meanwhile, in other countries, there are partnerships, there are LLCs, LLPs that are even bigger than companies. Um, and so, with the new amendments to our um, corporate laws, um, the Companies and Allied Matters are. it is hoped that going forward, will be able to have more of these structures that are tax transparent and as such, people pay taxes only at one level. All
0: right. Thank you very, very much for that insightful answer. Um, my next question bothers on this annual tax filings. So as, as an investor who pays his payee regularly, Does that mean that I also need to like annually declare my dividends? If I need to, how do I go about it? Is there a form I'm supposed to fill or what should the process be like just because we are trying to be law-abiding citizens?
1: That's very correct. Every individual in Nigeria is supposed to file their tax returns by 31st of March of the following year. It's the law. Um, so as an as an investor, as you know, an entrepreneur, the sole proprietor, or, or whatnot, the first of March is the deadline for aggregating all your income and filing your tax returns. Um, with Lagos State, for example, you do that with a form called the form A. Um, that's where you declare all your income, income earned from employment and other activities, and then follow the rules for paying tax for calculating personal income tax um, which is that you deduct any business expenses and all of that and then you know you apply your tax on it. If any amount is exempt you exclude it. If any amount has been taxed before you consider that tax. So in your example let's assume the investor is an employee somewhere and the salary had already been subject to PE. Doesn't stop the person from aggregating all those information and paying on the 31st of March. The fact that you know PE has then been deducted, being deducted earlier, you factor it. If you arrive at tax of maybe five million and you find out that you know PE of 4.9 had been deducted, you less it. It will remain 100,000, and that will be. The cash tax that you then have to pay. Um, so that's how it should be, right? I'll tell you, like I mentioned earlier, that in practice, not many people do it. Not many employees do it because employees, you know, it's very destruct the the um, I would say database, um, you know, or information available to the tax authorities. Um, is not very robust. So many of them just have the information of the companies. Many of them don't have the information of the individuals. In fact, so many of the tax authorities are just happy with collecting pay, but not looking to find out mm-hmm. if the individuals have, you know, done other activities and have generated income, you know, from them. So I think many of the issues we have as a country is from, you know, records. You know, what are the records to track people and their activities right from when they are born? In the U.S., for example, you'll have a social security number and all of your activities are tied to that social security number. You want to get a loan, you want to get a mortgage, you want to buy a house. You know, it's easily accessible to the government, the income that you've made and the activities that you're doing. Um, in Nigeria, our databases are many because different people just get contracts and do different things. Um, there's no synchron- it's not It's not all put together in a place and therefore there is no intelligence. We have the BVN number. You have the passport office doing their own data collection. You have the driver's license people doing their own. You have the people. I mean, so they are different, which, you know, don't talk to each other, and at the end of the day, um, it's difficult to um, assess tax because for to assess tax, you need data, right? You need information. Uh, so people, so the government just stops at the level of the companies. Um, so maybe just to summarize, right? Um, as an individual, you are required to pay tax by the end of the third month of the following year, which is March. Um, and you are required to declare all your income, um, and then compute taxes. Um, luckily enough, the Lagos State government, um, you know, has released um, an online tax calculator, which maybe I can share. That makes computing taxes for legal State residents easy, um, you know. And yeah, that's how it is. Um, we hope that we get to a situation where you know there's more enforcement. So that individuals that are employees would also, you know, be able to do this, um, and also not just individuals that are employees. The roadside retailers, you know, the informal economy generally is brought into the tax net because, as it is, it's only the people that they call, you know, the high network individuals um, or the um, the big entrepreneurs and, you know, big you know, individuals that do their annual filing um, apart from companies.
0: All right. Thank you very much, sir. Now, um, we, as we begin to wind down our conversation, um, last year we saw some amendments to the Finance Act um, and the capital gain tax, which is you mentioned earlier in the early part of the conversation. There's been some amendments to that prior to now the capital gains tax did not cover, like, sales of shares and um, privately or publicly. However, this has now been included in the latest Finance Act amendments of um, 2021. Now, if you sell shares over 100 million naira, you are required to pay a capital gain tax if you've made a profit and if you meet up with some certain criteria, as um, stated in that amendment. For the average retail investor who does much, much less than a hundred million naira worth of sales or buy purchase of shares annually, what are your thoughts on this capital gains tax? Should we begin to expect that the long arm of the law would soon extend downwards to even the common or the average retail investor um, from the proceeds of uh, profits made from investments?
1: Very, very good question. Um, So yes, you are right. In the past, there was no capital gains tax or CGT, like we call it, on gains from the sale of shares. Um, The reason for this was that the government was trying to encourage Nigeria's capital market. Um, If you notice, we are one of the lowest performing in terms of our capital market compared to other countries, right? If you look at South Africa Stock Exchange and look at, for example, the kinds of companies listed there and the kinds of daily volume of activities, um, you know, different, you know, companies stocks being bought and sold um, compared to Nigeria, you see that it's very low. In fact, I can give you, um, I think there was a survey done by the NGX that um, used to be called Nigerian Stock Exchange. Um, that the average age of people that participate in Nigeria's capital markets are from 50 and above. And I'm sure even you, if you ask around, you'll find out that you know not many young people engage in the buying and selling of shares, at least in Nigeria, right? So, so that's just as a background. So we used to have those incentives to encourage people so they'll say there's no time to sell shares. In fact, there was no VAT, there is no VAT on sale of shares until now. Um, But at some point there was also no um, VAT on stockbroker commissions and things like that. Um, In fact, we also had bonds, uh, treasury bills and all of that exempt from tax. Yes, but like you said, there's been some tax law changes. And in January um, of this year, sales of shares in Nigerian companies Above 100 million naira um, will now be subject. Any profits on those gains on those sales are now subject to CGT. So, what's the implication? Um, yes, it means that um, when you when you you know make proceeds from disposing Nigeria shares in a period of one year, um, you have to pay CGT at 10%. Um, the way the law is worded, you have to have made those proceeds in a 12-month period because I know some smart people want to go around it They'll so say, okay, let me sell $30 million now, sell $40 so so the way the law is, they'll add all the sales that you've made in a calendar year and see if it meets the $100 million threshold. Now, if it does, then they'll impose CGT on your proceeds. However, there are some exemptions, which I think is a good part so the CGT is only imposed where the individual wants to make the proceeds and pocket it, if I put it that way. If the proceeds are being reinvested into another Nigerian company, there is no CGT. So I think that that in itself is positive because it's kind of encouraging, you know, reinvestment of sales proceeds into the um Nigerian um, capital market, if you will. Um, whether the pro- the threshold is going to reduce in a couple of years, I don't think so. Um, I think that um, even the $100 million is considered small. Um, and um, as it stands, the government is, from all indications and discussions that we've had, it doesn't look like they would want to reduce it Um, lower to to get more um, from smaller um, sale of shares. I think most of the practical difficulties um, with doing this is that almost of the things that people are now thinking is instead of me to have a Nigerian company, why don't I own a company that then owns a Nigerian company? Um, So that that way, when I'm selling shares, I'll be selling shares in that first company. So maybe I'll locate the company in the UK, I'll locate it in South Africa or somewhere else. And that's where me, I'll own my shares. And then that company will then own the Nigerian company. So then I'll now, you know, when I'm selling, I'll be selling at that level. Um, So that can be a disadvantage because it's taking value out of Nigeria Um, And then um, people then want to locate intermediary holding companies in countries that don't have CGT on sale of shares, Um, and there are many of them. So that's something the government is thinking about, uh, whether to revert to the previous scenario so that many people can directly own Nigerian companies rather than introducing intermediary companies um, in other countries. Another thing that um, the the new law um, has brought about is that there are concerns as to how to even calculate the tax. Um, What if I bought one share when it was one naira, then later I bought another share when it was 10 naira, then later I bought another share when it was 15 naira, and then I now sell the shares, what is my cost? Am I going to do an average or am I going to, you see what I mean? Um, So the law was not very clear on what should be the cost, especially when you have uh, um, shares that you bought at different values, right? Um, But we hope that there'll be more clarity um, introduced to the law, Um, but as it is now, I think there is a low risk that the 100 million Naira threshold will be reduced, and I think companies or individuals um, that engage in, you know, small, small, you know, share disposals should still be, you know, under the radar for now. And also, like I said, if they reinvest it they would also be exempt from CGT. Even if it is above 100 million, when you reinvest, you are exempt from CGT. So I think that that's something that the government is trying to, in its approach towards encouraging small and medium scale enterprises. There are a lot of thresholds in different transactions. Even VAT, um, even CIT, even the personal income tax that we spoke about, there are exemptions if you don't meet a certain threshold. So for example, if you make minimum wage in Nigeria, you are exempt from personal income tax. (laughs) The unfortunate thing is that minimum taxes, sorry, minimum wage in Nigeria is very low. It's 30,000 Naira per month, which is, I don't know, maybe about $60 or $50 per month, which is really low. So, so the, the the government has tried to introduce some low thresholds so like for tax incentives and exemptions. The only thing is that some of these thresholds are really, really low. Um, but I think the threshold for capital gain starts is somewhat somewhat, you know, average, right? And should be able to protect a couple of small scale um disposal of shares.
0: Thank you very 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 much, sir. You've been very very helpful in and insightful in all the answers that you've provided. Mm-hmm. Um, you've shared some nuggets that um, um, that I'm sure people listening um, have taken note of. And your response has been quite comforting to me. Um, um, I'm still a small scale mm-hmm. investor, uh, I, though I hope to grow. Hopefully someday I'll be able to enter into yeah. that bracket of a hundred million and you know proudly That's pay perfect. my capital gain taxes as a then <laughs> just before i let you go sir okay you sound very knowledgeable about investing about the workings of the NGX and all um i just wanted to ask if you are a personal investor or if conflict of interest precludes you from investing in nigerian companies because of your firm where you work and all
1: i think you just you just give the answer to give right so yeah we are we are precluded from making certain investments especially when we provide certain work for for the companies or even the ngx in my scenario so to be honest we do some consulting work for the ngx and uh, so i can't have certain investments directly right um yeah so which kind of sucks right but yeah it's okay it's okay
0: all right perfect and just before we let you go sir any last word of advice um for the retail investors listening to this it can either be from a general perspective or from a tax perspective
1: yeah well um i would say that yes um it's currently tough doing business in Nigeria. I mean, many companies pay, many businesses pay taxes, but still end up doing, providing some of the social amenities that these taxes are meant to provide. Um, So yes, it's it's really tough. And there are different levies, different taxes um, that businesses are exposed to. Um, But I'll say that Nigeria as a whole, we have a tax-to-GDP ratio of about 6%. It's one of the lowest in Africa and even in the world. Um, I think that we only have to continue performing our civic responsibilities, um, ensure that you are quite knowledgeable about tax, um, ensure that you maintain proper records um, so that the tax authorities don't make you pay one naira more than you are supposed to pay. Um, it is when some of these records are not available that they are able to capitalize on those things and and say, oh, you didn't incur this expense or you didn't do this or that. Um, so so just try to keep um, up to date with you know tax law changes. We we have um, changes coming every year now through our finance act and try to ensure that your businesses have proper records. Um, That's all I'll say. And hopefully, maybe as things get better, we can only be optimistic uh, that we we get leaders that are able to allocate our tax revenue, you know, in a more, in a more, um, in in a better way, right? To the benefit of us, Nigerians, especially those of us that are choosing to stay back and and grow the country. So that would just be my last tip.
0: Perfect. Um, There's no better... Um, way to leave the discussion than the way you've ended it. Uh, considering all that is going on with in the Nigerian political space as of today, it's been a pleasure no. having this chat with you, Mr. Chime. Um, thank you very, very much, and uh, I'll take you up on your offer of uh, hopefully coming on to the podcast on some other day. No
1: problem. Thank you so much. All right, sir.